atop Mount Manitoba that overlooks the home of the Winnipeg Jets, who will probably be eliminated by the time I'm we're done this. Yeah, it's not looking good. Uh, it's the Hall of Fame show with your host, Kurt Buckner, owner, operator of nonhalloffame.com, the fictitious athlete Hall of Fame, the fictitious rock and roll Hall of Fame, along with my co-host, who also co-owns all this other stuff. But we want Evan Nolan, but we're saving the best for last. It's the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Vote now, www.nonhalloffame.com forward slash USA. And if you're like us, you're probably watching a lot of... Uh, a lot of basketball, hockey playoffs, and it's sort of time to bet on that. Evan and I made a little wager, and it's going to look up fairly decent. I think you got a pretty good shot here. Uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, my 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 teams my teams need to close out inferior teams at home in Game Five. Yes, that's why I got to say. Well, th- that this is true. Uh, so, but the wager was uh, for a beer, a beer, mm-hmm. the best tasting beer that Evan will probably have because Evan always beats me in bets for, and I will owe him a lot of beer. Uh, but this one is particular, uh, his Celtics and his Bruins, if they win the whole thing, if they win, and I have everybody else. So mm-hmm. maybe you can make a bet like that. But if you're going to do that, you can, there's a great way to sort of do that. So it doesn't, if you're watching sports like Evan and I do, and obviously you are because you're watching this show, you see bet, things for bets all the time. Bet, 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 bet. But you don't necessarily want to go with what just DraftKings will say or what Bet365 will say. Somebody might have a better odds. So how do you sort of like find that all in one stop? Well, you, you do that through our fine friends over at BetStamp. So if you put in something where, let's let's say it's uh, the Bruins, and maybe there's a parlay for the Bruins and the Celtics to win the whole thing. I'm sure there is. So who's paying out the most? They're not always the same. So you can, sort of like, yeah, you can check that out. Just download the BetStamp app right now on your phone. It's lickety split, super easy. And we got a promo code for you. It just helps out our uh, our show a little bit. It's Buck25. Uh, Buck, because the official name of the show is The Buck Stops here. And 25, because maybe you'll win a Buck25. Just sounds better than a Buck50. Although I am 50. Maybe it should have been a Buck50. Eh, well, it's Buck25. Let's not get it confused. <laughs> Next, who, next time, who next comes time. up with these anyway? Is is there is the market? Is it our marketing department? Is it their marketing department? Who decides what the code is? It'd be our one man marketing department of yours truly. Ah, okay. When they said, That's "What do you want for your promo code?" and I said, "Buck twenty five. So that would make be, sense. That would be me. I think in the future I will go buck fifty. In case it's 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 good to be the person in charge of it and then question your own decision months later. So. Yeah, I'm sure the, the fine people at Bud Light are wondering the same thing. Ooh, mm. in terms of marketing. Yeah, I think they're doing fine. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they're doing just fine. But that's a conversation for for another day. Uh, today's conversation, we're going to open up with uh, franchise hall of fames, and uh, there's some good and bad to this here. You can say good, bad, and ugly because that's how we always close with Evans: good, bad, and ugly. But it's the Pittsburgh Pirates Hall of Fame. The good is that they have one. Uh, the bad is that they waited so long to do one. And the ugly is that one people, one person who they just in- announced for that has just died. Today. Today. So, uh, but let's... Yeah, let's come, come, coming attractions for my, my downer section that always comes second on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So the Pirates, uh, despite being well over 100 years old, waited until last year for, the, for when they came up with their own franchise Hall of Fame. Uh, some criticize it because they included Negro League players. You and I actually sort of embrace that because all those players involved mm-hmm. were members of the Pittsburgh Alleghenies or the various, uh, was it the Alleghenies? I apologize. I'm, I, I'm not 
as familiar with the Negro Leagues as I should. I'll, I'll double check that where you're talking. Keep but going. I'm, I'm pretty sure they would that all of those those people. Well, I know for sure they were all playing in Pittsburgh at some point. I just can't remember the name of the teams because uh, I, I know there was more than one. Uh, so when they finally did that last year, they d- inducted all pretty much everyone who. who was Sorry, it's it's the Pittsburgh Crawfords and the Homestead Grays were there. Okay, all right. So the Allegheny. Okay, I know where I got this. The Alleghenies are what the Pirates used to be called. That makes sense. Yeah. So okay. I mean, I thought I was thought it was a Homestead Grays, and I don't want to make the mistake. So the yeah. Grays, of course, you know, cool Papa Bell, Josh mm-hmm. Gibson, Buck Leonard, those sorts of guys, Jimmy right. Johnson. Yeah, so I mean, like for for most rational people, they didn't care. Uh, I, it was it was a nice touching tribute, I thought. Uh, but they were probably fifty years behind when they should have started. Mm-hmm. Which tells me that I'm the, of this one idea I've been floating around, uh, which of course you're going to be part of it because you're the chair committee on all of these things. Uh, where we're going to retroactively do Hall of Fames for each franchise. And we'll just sort of like do that as just a, mm-hmm. a small blue ribbon committee. And then we'll put it out on our respective Twitters. And just to yeah. it with the premise that each franchise started at 25 years after they, they incorporated. Okay. Cool. And electing like one or two players a year. We'll come up with a blanket rule. Once we sort of investigate that a little bit further, anyone listening and you have some ideas, uh, shoot them over. This is just something I just sort of came up with in my head. A couple days ago this is the first and, i'm hearing of it guys so legitimately yes. and uh <laughs> while it's not always bud light i do drink a lot so i don't remember a lot of the things i do makes sense yes uh but the pirates uh did come up with their second class and it's a very good uh quadruplet 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 yeah that's a very good tetrat, if you will oh there you go tetrat that sounds like a star trek episode so uh, the four, yeah, the four new members. Uh, I know, I know, we're kind of cutting into uh, the death march later, but I mean, it's, I think that's. Don't worry. I mean, we we can take it. We could go to talk about Dick Grote now. So okay, well let's let's open up because uh, with that because uh, Dick Grote is uh, uh, one of the four members, uh, former MVP, uh, member of the 1960, 1960, sorry, 1960 World Championship team, World Series winning team, won the batting title that year. Uh, obviously he belongs. Two-time World Series champ, eight-time All-Star at shortstop. Right. So also, uh, mm-hmm. also one of the great two sports athletes in American history. Yeah. Uh, he he was so good he could play. Uh, was it basketball, I believe? He played basketball as well, yeah. Yeah, when he was uh, um, at, at Duke. Like yeah, really, he was a point, really he was a point guard. He was a UPI player of the year. In 1952, played for the Fort Wayne Pistons in 52 and 53. So, well, safe to say it worked out well for Grote. Uh, and, and his numbers retired at Duke. So, in both sports, uh, in basketball, in just basketball. Okay, yeah. So, uh, but things things worked out well for him. But he just passed away the day that we're recording this. He was 92. Uh, so, I, I think he was the only one out of these four who's alive. No, he's no, that's not true. Uh, there's that's another person who's alive. Yeah. Uh, but so, I mean, Dick Dick Grote's a very very good choice. Uh, oh, absolutely. Mar- marginal on the uh, I won't say marginal on the Hall of Fame, but like he's on he's the outside on my list. He's in like the two hundreds or something. Yeah, so he's he's somebody who actually there are worse players in the Hall of Fame than Dick Grote, frankly. Yeah, I mean, he's got twenty one hundred career hits, mm-hmm. uh, career two eighty six batter, thirty nine homers, seven hundred and seven RBI. 
which isn't a ton for you know 15 years in the league. But he was uh, an infielder, uh, right? So I mean, he was an infielder. Well, he was not only infielder; he was a shortstop. Back when shortstops were just supposed to be fielding and not hitting home runs. This is pre A. Rod Jeter Nomar, which was honestly a seismic shift in the way we see that that position. So, well, that's actually that's a, that's a really good uh, transition to another player who you can't tell the story about of relief pitching without talking about uh, Elroy Face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like. Uh, one of one of uh, the first exclusive relief relievers, another member of the championship team of 1960, uh, had a season where he went 18 and one. That's pretty good. Unless you're the Patriots, but yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. Even I can't hear 18 and one without thinking the Patriots. Just like every time it's March 28th, I have to make fun of Atlanta. So. Yeah, I was. I, I knew you were going to go there because like there, there's only like one other sort of numbers. It sort of pissed me off as Saints fans when there were some people getting a, uh, what was it, a thirty-eight to three jerseys. Like we didn't beat them. Mm-hmm. You know, like what are you doing, guys? Like that's that's just mm-hmm. petty. That's just petty crap. Now we would have beat them, which we can't really play them in the Super Bowl. Well, you can in an NFC Championship, I suppose. Which won't happen this year, but anyway. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, excellent one. Uh, three-time saves leader. Uh, finished four times in games. Finished uh, six-time All-Star. Granted, that was also in an era when the All-Star was used twice in a year. So, right. Realistically, three-time All-Star, but nevertheless, I'm very happy with this selection. Also ranked on the Not Hall of Fame baseball list, as is uh, Bob Friend, uh, another member of the 1960 World Se- World Series winning team. Starter for All Star Games, one led the league in ERA in 1955, and uh, 191 wins for Pittsburgh. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. And the other one who I don't know if he's still broadcasting with them, but uh, you, you can't think of uh, accounting relievers without uh, thinking of <laughs> Pentacle V and uh, Tom Hankey. Yeah. The, uh, the, um, only pitchers in major league history that I'm pretty sure wearing bifocals. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, they look like they're going to do your taxes. They hundred percent do. Yeah. Uh, but to was also a world series champion. His with uh, 1979 and that one, that championship, 158 saves, 470 games finished. Uh, they're going to do this in a pregame ceremony on August 26th. And sadly, uh, uh, Grote will not be there. I don't, didn't see what he passed away from. Did you, by chance? I uh, will see if I can find it. Um, Obviously, I'm sure they were hoping he was there. Maybe they did not know. Yeah, how I mean, was. he was. I mean, Grote was uh, 92 years old. Yeah. So, um, complications from a stroke he had the pre- previous week. Mm, okay, so when they maybe when they made that announcement, it wasn't. Uh... Yeah, he 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 may not have even known about it. So yeah. Well, either way, congratulations to I uh, I guess Kent Colby and the families of the other three members and Pittsburgh. You came way late to the table, but at least you came to the table. Just by the way, Colby still leads the National League in most relief innings pitched in his really? career. Yeah, one thousand four hundred thirty-six point two innings. And the second all-time in appearances at 1050 in the history of the National League. That'd be pretty hard to beat in the month. Yeah, 14,000 innings for a reliever is right. not going to happen. No, no. I, I think 
so many pitching records are beyond ever ever coming again. Like who just yeah. got their two hundredth win? Was it Kershaw? I think it was Kershaw. Yeah, yeah I mean that should be celebrated as if it's a three hundred because those are or two fifty. Those aren't happening anymore. Never. I mean, is Degrom going to get to a hundred before he gets in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the the win is just a weird thing because Degrom, if he p- played for a team that had any any offense to move his career, would have legitimately thirty to forty more wins at this point. If they so. changed it mathematically, and I'm sure someone's already done this to win shares mm. for pitchers. They should. And lost shares, I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, win shares overall. Yeah. Uh, there you go, baseball reference. I don't have time to figure that out, nor do I have the math skills to do it. I'm the guy who can't figure out Excel. So, mm. and I use it every damn day. Yeah. But, but enough about <laughs> my Incels and Excels, not sure what's the date. <laughs> what constitutes a date? <laughs> then let's just back up one second. Evan is not implying that I'm an incel. I'm happily married. No, no, no. no I was just making okay. sure. I was joking okay. about the uh, the idea that you know, uh, no one knows how to use uh, mm-hmm. knows how to use Excel. I actually have a spreadsheet. I imported a whole bunch of stuff, and it changed a whole bunch of scores from like two to one became February first. I had to go back through yeah, and this, do them all and change. The time. I don't know what the hell I did. You have to show the, show that to yeah, me. Right. So that so so that that's that's the joke that both incels and excel are never quite sure what's a date. Ah. Uh, so. Well, you know, I know I believe as Rob Schneider's I, daughter said, incels and excels, they haunt me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> no, okay. All right. Uh that was here even for me. Uh moving on, we have a big announcement from our fictitious halls. Uh because all the fictitious athletes in uh and rock and roll stars uh, just were, they were scared of COVID. They didn't want to come out. So uh, we finally have our ceremony for the 2022 class. All right. All right. Are we ready? We are. So we're starting with the athletes. Yeah. We're starting off with the, with the athletes. Uh, so moving mm-hmm. in. So inducted, we have three new inductees to that. Uh, one, I, okay. I find this a little bit early, but I mean, he's the son of an he's the son of an inductee. He's part of the great franchise. He was trained by the inaugural inductee. The fictitious athlete hall of fame would like to welcome Adonis Creed. <sighs> Shh. <laughs> Archie's supposed to go bam, 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 bam. Or is that all we could that's probably all I could do without getting sued. So we'll say that. Okay. But. Well, we can just go bam and then we're safe. But yes, so congratulations to him. Uh, we yeah. have a cartoon. Is there anyone left from the Rocky franchise at this point? Nobody worthwhile. Yeah, because we have Adrian and Mickey in, right? Adrian's in, Mickey's in. Uh, Polly's not in. Oh, Polly's not. In? We got to work on Polly, guys. Polly's next. Yeah. So, uh, but that's pr- that's pretty much it. Uh, Thunderlips, you can also vote for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> before he sort of like that's, it. That, that's stretching it a little bit, even for me. So. It was his finest role. That's true. It, so, it was it right, was all got? the way May Mortabito moment. Mm, true. Yes. Uh, we also have uh, we have an anthropomorphic car. Lightning McQueen has now entered the fictitious athlete hall of fame. Wow! Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yes, uh, and that's a uh, special note to. Uh, our fine webmaster, Mr. Theodore Hildebrandt, because when I first came up with this idea, I said, where's this movie? 
because you know that's the thing when you don't have kids you're not really on tune with the pixel universe the pixel yeah no, no. okay pixar 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 but yeah pixel's that shit movie with adam sandler it's amazing how you can say shit movie with adam sandler and like 13 ideas come into your head yeah, but this one, well, it's not even the only animated one. I was about to say the only animated one, but I did go see, I paid good money to sit in a theater and watch Eight Crazy Nights in the theater at one point, so. I never saw that. Any good? Um, It was a movie. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And also now finally getting in is The Ram, Randy the Ram Robinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this so, one was massively overdue. Yeah, uh, so... We do include pro wrestlers, even though we know that it's not a sport, uh, but it's still, for all intents and purposes, a sport movie. We think so. Uh, we have another Academy Award winning performance in. So congratulations to Randy the Ram, who may not have lived to see this day, because we that, that ending was kind of ambiguous, wasn't it? Yeah, right up there with the end of Sopranos. Oh, well, hold so. on, hold on. I did this wrong. It's not Randy the Ram. I got all yeah, this I this is what I see on the sh- on the sheet here. You know what? Uh, great, I have to go back it now. Yeah, I'm not really good at that. I wasn't sure whether it was wrong there or wrong. No, here. no, Adonis Creed is right. Sorry, guys, I'm looking at my wrong Excel Excel thing. I blame Excel. It haunts me. Lightning McQueen yeah. is not inducted. Uh, Ram the Ram was not inducted. They they came. All right, in so let's let's there. let's just go our second induction and pick up here. Our second induction come is all the way Kung Fu fighting. And it was so exciting. It is Lee, Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon. And if you're thinking, wait a minute, he didn't do anything. Yeah, he was in a tournament, which I guess he won. A, a dragon entered and Lee was there. There you go. So Lee <laughs> is there. And Ricky Bobby. So Will Ferrell is in. So, okay, it was a car thing. All right, you know, and all no, just, I'm, I'm not editing anything. I can't be bothered. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, if, if if you're not if you're not first or last, my friend. So right. So that is what we have there. So congratulations to those three. Yes, uh, Winnie. Hi, uh, Winnie the Mini Dashend is here too. Who's yes? Daddy. So go, just going back, if we're not editing this out, guys, Randy the Rand Robinson is the biggest problem not in this hall at the moment. Just so you guys know. So I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Well, uh, so now we're going to go with the contributors. I'm looking at the right sheet now, so that's not going to be an issue. Uh, Inducted is a sports film about something that really happened, although not, although other than the fact that the Jamaicans were in the Olympics, nothing else in that film was accurate. There was oh, no... Thank you, Coffee's one of my best friends. Yes, well... <laughs> yes, they, they, they were not named Sanka Coffee, Yule Brenner... Uh, Doris Manic and I forget what uh, the other guy is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really, it really doesn't matter. Uh, but what? But Irv Blitzer, played by John Candy, you don't really think of him as a, as somebody who would be in any kind of athletic film, but he is their coach. Now, there wasn't really an American coach who cheated in the nineteen sixty Olympics, but nevertheless, you all love Irv Blitzer because you all love John Candy. Because even when he's in bad stuff, it's okay. It's John Candy. Agreed. John Candy is. I, I hope that the younger generations, uh, I, I, I worry that all of his movies have kind of gotten lost just because of time and everything else. Go back and watch as many of his movies as possible. Uncle Buck is still one of my absolute favorite films of all time. 
like just plane trains and automobiles. Uh, I mean, just he was great in stripes. Ever. Great in stripes. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I have no problem with Earth Blitzer getting in here. So I know whatever about the the facts of the movie. Don't let facts get in the way of a. Uh, of but a but if it was factual, it wouldn't be here. That is true. That's true. So. Uh, and John Kreese, if it was for Cobra Kai, he wouldn't be here. So now okay. we pretty much got the three, oh, actually the four big characters from that whole franchise are now in. That is true. I, I yep. don't know who writes Cobra Kai, but whoever they are, I get it. They got to be into professional wrestling because I've never seen so many face heel turns in my life. <laughs> so congratulations. Uh, into the uh, senior category. We have uh, Frank Capula, uh, portrayed by Paul Newman. So Paul Newman is an inductee again for the second time. Yep, after uh, his role in uh, in uh, Slap Money and Facity. Yeah. And Slapshot, yeah. oh, three-time inductees. Yeah, Reggie Dunlop. I couldn't remember his character's name. Yeah, because I, I was just going right back to to, uh, to to Pool. To, so that would be so. Paul Newman is now a three-time inductee. For his yep. work, that I'm, I it, that's very impressive, isn't it? When he it's very impressive, although still would like to point out that his wife beat him to the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. The little known fact: uh, Joanne Woodward got the first star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So but the first star, the single first star ever ever presented was Joanne Woodward. Did you learn that when you were studying for Jeopardy? I don't know where I picked that up. But okay. that is, that is a fact. I I could go look it up now, but I am sure that is a fact. So okay. that's interesting. All right. Well, so now we've got for the Rock and Roll Hall thing, we've got three inductees. Uh, so John C. Riley did not make it as uh, as Cal Naughton. He was a finalist this year, but Dewey Cox is. So congratulations mm. to Dewey Cox. I got to watch that movie. Congratulations. Yes. Well, I haven't, I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten over there yet. Give me a second, so I can have everything in front of me. All right, fictitious. Oh man. All right, keep talking. Talk about Dewey Cox and walking hard. Walk, yeah, walk hard. The Dewey Cox story. So congratulations to Dewey Cox. Uh, finally, this is this is taking a little bit longer than I thought it would. Jack Black is in for the School of Rock. And I guess yeah. all the, I guess all I mean, the, this is the only, hmm? yeah, I was going to say, this is the only, the only movie on here that has its own uh, series of, uh, of buildings around the country. So there you go. Uh, so, you know, well-earned. We have a uh, school of rock right here in, we have a school of rock right here in Schaumburg. It's based off the whole film. Yep. They have them all over the country. For kids, go. kids go in and uh, learn to play instruments, and then they perform live at like local festivals and stuff. All right, and we're gonna have a. This is very interesting because we now have another inductee that's gonna be gonna be twice. Uh, so the B Sharps have finally gotten in. Uh, remember, uh, they won a Grammy by beating out Dexy Midnight Dexy's Midnight Runners, and it mm -hmm. was the best new artist in of rock and folk. I can't remember exactly what it is. Uh, so oh, yes, I think that was right. Yeah, cool. Homer's in twice. Homer's in twice. 
And so, yes, congratulations to them who should have been there at way ahead of Bleeding Gums Murphy. I don't know what you people were thinking. Bleeding Gums Murphy is a very popular uh, Springfield resident. So, all right, and we have two, uh, three new contributors. Okay, I, I think because it's Christopher Walken, this is why this happened. Bruce Dickinson, that this only existed for six minutes, if mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But he had a fever, and it was, and he needed more cowbell. Mm -hmm. well, he's in. Gene Frankel's not yet, by the way. So figure that one out, kids. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, nobody remembers Gene Frankel in that in that thing. It's Bruce Dickinson all the way, baby. He's mm -hmm. got a fever. And I mean, is, is that that may legitimately be when all is said and done? the thing he's remembered for most in his entire career, that one sketch. That could very well be true. And that's the same guy who also did the Colonel Angus sketch. Yes, and Colonel Angus is one of the most fantastic sketches in the history mm -hmm. of, of Saturday Night Live. So. Can't say I've watched that show in a long time, but I have to go back and see the one with Travis. I, I, I actually, the only thing I watch every single week, I watch the, uh, the replay of... Um, of the uh, weekend update because those two guys are amazing. Mm. Yeah, maybe I can always do that. So congratulations. Uh, Homer's in twice this for, in the same year. That's a first. Crazy. That's uh, Colonel, crazy. And Colonel Homer Simpson, he managed Lurleen Lumpkin once. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That character was only ever seen, I believe, only one other time since. But you all uh, you all love old Simpsons, although I bet like probably Evan and I, you can't name one episode in the last ten years. Ah, uh, yeah, Treehouse of Horror thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I said the same thing to somebody, and, he, and they actually came up with the same answer. Well, I did see the last Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't know. Thirty eight is actually probably high, so that may that's probably an upcoming episode. So, or maybe not. How many seasons have been on the air? 1990, right? 32, 33. I mean, 33. So, was, all right. So, I was off. 28 then. So. I don't know. I mean, I could go back on the Disney thing and just watch it all, but I don't really feel like it. You know what I've been watching while I've been doing work in the background? Love Boat episodes. Oh, nice. No. I mean, like, I would have fired Gopher immediately. And actually, they all would have been fired. I mean, you're not supposed to be allowed to fraternize with all these guests. Mm. You know what, I, what movie uh, I'm watching actually on my own now, picking up because I missed it, is uh, White Lotus. Speaking of fraternizing with the guests. So that's a pretty good show so far. Right. Well, we veered off. But we have another yeah. bona fide legend here who got in. Cab Calloway as Curtis in the original yeah. Blues Brothers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great choice, guys. I'm very, very happy that he is in. He was just missed out last time. So this is, it's Blues Brothers. It, it's got to be there. Actually, John Candy's character was, was a finalist last time, too. That was weird. I didn't really see that, but. Mm, that's true. Love. Yeah, but Cur Curtis is the right call. Curtis Absolutely. is 100% the right call from this movie. Absolutely. So congratulations to all of them. Uh, sorry I didn't wear a tux, but I don't own one. Fair enough. I do own one, but I don't fit in it. So there we go. <laughs> big or too small? Oh, it's, it is too small. I am too big. Okay. I am. Uh, I've actually lost almost six pounds the last two weeks. So, yeah. thank you, food poisoning, which is why we didn't film last week. <laughs> <laughs> so six pounds. You, you basically lost a lost a Winnie. Yeah, hi Winnie. 
I have a dog too, but he's not allowed back here at the moment. So okay, we we have a new member of our family. So what, what did, did the name? What was the name he settled on? He, uh, so it, online, his name was Grumps. Um, he is a part pit bull, uh, part a Dutch shepherd, which was even something I knew. It's like a German shepherd, only instead of like black and tan, it's mm -hmm. kind of, it's brindle colored. So it's like brown and brindled all over. So half uh, of the paws have wooden shoes. Yes, that's true. Uh, I wish he walks way too soft. I wish he had, uh, he had shoes. So I knew where he was. Um, he's about 50 pounds and uh, not allowed on our bed because my wife's, because my wife's allergies, at least for now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's why uh, I'm here in, in the back room, so he, he's not here yet. But uh, one of these times when I'm downstairs, I'll, I'll bring him on for everybody. So he's That's a good. very good boy. Well, this one's not a good, not always a good girl, are you, Lulu? Well, she might be if she was an only child, so you never know. Uh, that's very true. That's very true. You can that's follow true. her adventures on Jasper underscore the friendly Corgi, because they share an Instagram. The so, all right, should we go to my uh, my death march here? Yeah, so we lost uh, quite a few people. Uh, I guess we sort of did one already in Grote. Yeah, we did. We'll get so we'll get uh, to everybody else here. It's a couple weeks here, so I'm gonna just fly through a few of them. There are a few I would like to talk about, but we did lose one person each of the last two weeks to the beige mistress. Mm. Uh, Last week, it was Lazar Lovas, who competed in the hammer throw and won the bronze medal in the 68 Summer Olympics. And then this week, it was long-distance runner Erno Beres, uh, or Beresh, I don't even know, uh, who competed in the 52 Summer Olympics. And he was 94, so maybe, you know, could have been natural causes, but that's really how the uh, beige business works. She mm -hmm. gets the ones you're not expecting, so... Uh, from the world of basketball, we lost a couple of folks. Um, one of the great college coaches I had never heard of, uh, Bill Thomas, uh, who coached at Southwest Missouri State, uh, passed away at the age of 91. He won eight uh, MIAA regular season championships and was the Division II Coach of the Year in 74. Um, also won two champion NAIA national championships as a player back in 52 and 53. Uh, but someone who, I mean, they the College Basketball Hall of Fame does a pretty good job with these smaller conferences. It kind of seems like someone who got a little bit left behind, except for the fact they didn't play as many games back then, and he only has, you know, 260 wins. Um, so, or 265. So, um, but still, very good, very good coach. Lots of championships. Uh, passed away at the age of 91. Also from basketball, we lost uh, the oldest. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed. I missed one here. Uh, we lost Willie McCarter. Excuse me. So he was. Uh, his numbers retired at Drake University, uh, number 15, two-time uh, All MV MVC. Uh, played for the Lakers and Trailblazers from 69 to 72. Uh, he passed away at the age of 76. Uh, that was going to say the oldest living U.S. Olympian, uh, Olympic medalist, passed away at the age of 101. Herb Douglas, uh, not that Herb Douglas, the other Herb Douglas, uh, passed away at the age of 101. He was won a bronze medal in the long jump in the 1948 
London games. Still going on from winning the medal in 48, which is a long time ago. Um, we lost uh, – here, there was another basketball player. I knew it. I had it out of order. Uh, we lost the probably the greatest uh, – one of the greatest players at Kansas State University, Ernie Barrett, who's number 22 uh, jerseys retired, passed away at the age of 93. He led Kansas State to their last national championship, uh, or national championship appearance uh, back in 1950, 19, what was his, 1951, then was drafted by the Celtics in the first round of the 51 draft. Um, so he passed away at the age of 93. Uh, we lost Olympian James Melcher, who passed away at the age of 83, uh, was play, was a fencer in the 72 Olympics. Also then, after leaving, ran a hedge fund for a whole bunch of years. Hmm. Um, he was 83. Um, uh, Canadian curling legend, I suppose, Matt Baldwin passed away at the age of 96, uh, won multiple McDonald Breyer gold medals. Which apparently is your curling championship. Yeah. I wasn't aware of what it was called. I so at 54, 57, and 58, he was a skip of all those teams. So he passed away at the age of 96. Well, people like uh, curling like it a lot. That is true. I I enjoy curling. It was it was fantastic for me. Uh we you we used to wake up and go to the National Curling Center in Laurel, Maryland, pay 20 bucks. You got three hours of curling, breakfast in a and uh Molson uh, Blue label uh, at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no, Labatt Labatt Blue. Excuse me, Labatt Blue at like 11 o'clock in the morning. It was fantastic. Um, Wells lost uh, tennis player Elena Pompilova, who competed with Bulgaria and then also for Germany, passed away only the age of 50. Um, She won 13 career singles titles. I don't know if you remember her at all um name rings a bell but i can't i couldn't picture yeah she she was 88 to 2001 i was really big into tennis from like 1989 through 93 i have like just to show you that before excel i was doing excel i have sheets of like all the major tennis tournaments who defeated who with like oh wow charts that i wrote out by hand i didn't know you were that big into tennis when i was a kid yeah i i wanted to be michael chang and then like 1991 Mm-hmm. Uh, my thing was I got to every ball. That was like my goal, just to get to everything. Nobody hit the ball by me. Um, but yeah, so Elena Pomplova was only 50. It doesn't say what she passed from. Uh, Alpine skier Jeremy Nobis passed away at the age of 52. Um, I guess bigger than anything, he passed away in a jail cell at the age of 52. Um, mm. He uh, had been arrested multiple times for driving under the influence they didn't say what he died of, although I'm expecting that he passed away of uh, of suicide in the jail cell in Utah. So one of those people who was uh, on the U.S. ski team when I was at, I mean, I was 15 when he was at the Olympics. So I knew who he was. I was skiing, everything like that. Um, just a guy who was really, really talented and then really troubled after he left the sport. You were a kid? I'm sorry. Did you ski a lot when you were a kid? Yeah, I, I I grew up ski racing. 
Oh, I was on a team. I was on a team for so ten years. Yeah, about soccer. I didn't know about uh, your downhill exploits. Yeah, I was not good. I wasn't terrible, but I wasn't good. Um, so we usually had like sixty people in our division between the mountains and northern New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. um, there's a northern league and the southern league in New Hampshire, by the way. So Bodie Miller skied at Cannon, which was the closest mountain to mine, which is Bretton Woods. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a they're south of the Notch. They're in the southern league. We're in the northern league. Um, but there are like 60 kids in our group. I usually finish somewhere between like 15th and 30th. Okay. So I was like the top half, but only the top 10 people get points for your team. So I never got any points, but I didn't embarrass anybody either. That's uh, pretty much my ski career. There's something else you didn't know about me. I was actually in a few skiing competitions myself. Really? I did not know. Cross country though. Oh, interesting. That sounds, seems like a lot of work. Uh, something that my parents, uh, you know, they we would do that on the weekends and then we were in a mm -hmm. ski club and, and whatnot. So like my dad would do some of the, and they weren't like, they were just like amateur competitions. And, but I, mm -hmm. I, I did a couple, you know, with my dad and I, I didn't do well in those categories, but I didn't embarrass myself either. If that makes any sense. Cause yep. I, I got sense. to be half decent in my early teens. Cool. Okay. Uh, we already covered Dick Grote. Uh, also for baseball, we lost Dave Frost. Uh, pitched with the White Sox, Angels, and Royals from 77 to 82. Um, uh, what was it? He was – why did I bring him up? This was from last week. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. There's something cool he did. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, they had, like, one of those cherry-picked stats. This is what it was. Over the course of his career, they gave a whole list of uh, – of uh all-stars who batted a combined 103 against him and then like uh he held ripkin reggie jackson robin yount to three for 18 in his career 167 it's just like one of those random like okay so they had 18 at bats this means nothing yeah. so but it was really funny that was in his uh his <laughs> thing. But anyway, um from football mark artisan uh the linebacker for the cardinals st louis cardinals passed away at the age of 73 Played for them from 72 to 80. So in St. Louis the whole time. Uh, defensive end Chris Smith, uh, who has one of the saddest stories in the history of sports, honestly, uh, passed away at the age of 31. Um, his wife had passed away in an accident 18 months ago. And then he just passed away separately. Uh, it looks like suicide. At the age of 31. Um, also, Bob Berry, the uh, pro football quarterback for the Vikings and Falcons, pro bowler in 69, first team All-American in 64. Uh, he passed away at the age of 81. Uh, and then one I want to spend a little bit of time on while we're in, in football here, uh, Hall of Famer Dave Wilcox passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, this happened last week. He passed away at the age of 80. Uh, 2000 inductee into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, because uh, I've watched every induction ceremony, I think that was the first one I remember watching. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, Wilcox getting up because he played for the some real bad 49ers teams back before the 49ers were any good. And he talked about some of the most impressive uh, games he was in. And one of my favorite was the one where Jim Marshall ran the wrong way. <laughs> and he said he said in his speech he's like well i know how bad we are 
two of my teammates tried to tackle him before he got to the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also said that he uh, when he, he got got excited because uh, he he was on the defense of the of Gale Sayers' greatest game in his career that one he had like six touchdowns and however many yards. And he said uh, he was excited he got into the Hall of Fame because he met Gail Sayers this morning, and that was the closest he'd ever been to him in his life. So, <laughs> uh, Dave Wilcox, funny guy, heck of a football player, um, played for the Niners from 64 to 74, uh, passed away at the age of 80. And again, their franchise Hall of Fame, I believe his numbers retired by that team, too. Uh, that I didn't see, but it's... Yeah, I, could be, I could be off on that, but it's... Uh, Wilcox is... An interesting figure that even got into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, considering that he's a forgotten legend, I think, among mm -hmm. non 49ers fans. Because like you said, yeah. uh, the 49ers really didn't become anything until the early 80s. Yeah. So if you were a fan of, of the Niners back in that decade period that he was playing for, chances are if you bought a jersey, you had Wilcox on it. Because it really wasn't yeah. that, that, that much else. Yeah. Uh, I, I did miss one other. We had uh, all, 1963 All-Star catcher Don Leppert uh, passed away at the age of 91. Okay. Um, okay. Everyone else we have is music, except for a couple others. Uh, Otis Redding III, uh, Otis Redding's son, uh, passed away at the age of 59 from cancer. Uh, he's in the Reddings, which is a band that did covered a lot of his dad's stuff and had their own sort of things. Yeah. Uh, Mark Stewart, the English singer, uh, member of the pop group and also had his own stuff pioneer pop punk and industrial hip-hop uh passed away at the age of 62 uh um from the daz band uh isaac wiley jr the drummer passed away at the age of 69 do you remember the daz band i do yeah, like singable jazz is the best way I could call them. Probably. Yeah, that sounds like better, than than jazz. better than anything I can come up with. On yeah, the top. So, I mean, the, the, the born name is a is a portmanteau of danceable jazz. That's where they got jazz from. Mm -hmm. um, but they were big in like, say, 77 through 83, 84. Um, had several hits, in particular in the R&B. I think their biggest hit was... Uh, Keep it live in 1982, which went to number one on the R&B charts and went gold. Um, but he passed away at the age of 69. Um, Billy the Kid Emerson passed away at the age of 97. Uh, recorded for Sun Chess and VJ, um, rock and roll singer. Form uh, became preacher, best known for the 1955 song "Red Hot." You remember that one from back in the day? Probably I heard it. Yeah, you probably. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he was 97. Um, Ahmad Jamal, uh, one of the absolute great jazz pianists, passed away at the age of 92. Another one of those people who's played with everybody. everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also one of the first people to um, join the Muslim faith back in, in the 60s, but he passed away complications from prostate cancer at the age of 92. Uh, also, country music artist Keith Gaddis wrote Little Drops of My Heart, uh, which hit the charts in 19, uh, 2002, 
passed away in a tractor accident at the age of 52. What a country as it gets, huh? That is, yeah. That's as country as you get. Uh, April Stevens also passed away, best known for her. Uh, her version of Cole Porter's I'm in Love Again uh, passed away at the age of 93. That came out. I'm in Love Again. She also is the one who sang Deep Purple, which she won a Grammy Award and is the song that Deep Purple got their name from. Um, oh, but she was 93 years old. Uh, Moonbin from one of the the uh, members of uh, the Korean South Korean boy group Astro passed away at only the age of 25. What did he die from? Uh, uh, that's a good question. He passed away. Uh, they're investigating the death, but there are no signs of foul play. It appears he took his own life. Yeah. So, 25 years old. Uh, also, Kid Jordan, another one of those guys who played everything, saxophone player, uh, passed away at the age of 87. Uh, and then we had some... Uh, other big names just to go through before we get to the biggest name of all. Uh, Barry Humphreys, Dame Edna, average, Dame Edna. Oh. Yeah, Dame Edna passed away at the age of 89. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, the Australian comedian, actor, and satirist. Uh, I mean, I feel like Dame Edna was known throughout the English-speaking world. So... I, they did a few specials in the U.S. I, I know that, because... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. It was huge in Australia. Australia? Or is it England? Yeah, huge Australia. Huge in Britain. Huge in Britain. And uh, then they tried to see if they could do some couple things in the American market. And I, I think I saw bits and pieces of that. And that's when Mel Gibson sort of showed up and uh, Dame Edmund just sort of blew him off. And that was that was Lethal Weapon era Mel Gibson, not uh, anti-Semitic Mel Gibson. They were probably mm. the same person, but we only knew about They're one. probably the same person, but yeah, we didn't know it yet. So, yeah, so Barry Humphreys, uh, Dame Edna was 89. By the way, do you know Dame Edna's, la Dame Edna's last name? Average? Average, that's right. Correct. Impressive. Okay. Uh, someone near and dear to my wife, Len Goodman, passed when the, uh, the main judge for Dancing with the Stars and Strictly Come Dancing, kind of the guy who founded the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, he only retired last spring from Dancing with the Stars. So last session but he died of pancreatic cancer mm -hmm. at the age of i'm sorry was it pancreatic it was uh bone cancer excuse me i'm mixing up my causes of death mm -hmm. here so he was 78 never really got to, to enjoy his retirement he was just tired of flying back and forth between london and uh, la which is a 70 year old man i get mm -hmm. um also man who i actually got to see speak once live and was very impressed with Died of prostate cancer, Jerry Springer. Uh, passed away at the age of 79. Um, I have to say, he came to American University uh, oh. and spoke. And um, part of, like, I've said this before, the greatest American University has is, at one point, I don't know if it still is, was the largest budgeted, entirely student-run um, organization of the country, the Kennedy Political Union, which is a speaker's thing. When I was there... I believe the budget was like $7.1 million mm -hmm. they could use to get speakers. So I got to see Lekwalesa, Nelson Mandela, the Dalai Lama. Like and Jerry Springer. And Jerry Springer, okay. among others. 
Uh, and Oliver Stone was the single most boring man I've ever heard talk in my entire life. <laughs> um, uh, I can't I can't believe he stayed awake through the whole thing. Uh, but Jerry Springer was up there and was eloquent, and people challenged him on you know why you putting this trash on TV, and it was just about the demo- uh, it's like who the hell are you to judge who gets to go on television? Who made you the police? Why is why is television only for the people you necessarily want to see? I was like, that's a very interesting. It's the democratization of everything. Also, once the mayor of Cincinnati, which nobody remembers. Um, well, because nobody else can, can name any other mayor of Cincinnati unless you're in Cincinnati. That's true. If you're a mayor, mayor of Chicago, you're probably in jail, but that's okay. Um, so uh, uh, Jerry Springer. I, 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 was, I thought Chicago didn't put anybody in jail. Uh, only Actually, it's only governors that we put in jail. Uh, okay. If you're a former governor of Illinois and you are in you are in a room with five other uh, former governors of Illinois, there's a 50% chance it's a jail cell. So, um, and uh, last last one here, the big one that we need to talk about, mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee last year, I think surprising to a lot of us, but we're all like, oh yes. no, that's a really good choice. Uh, Harry Belafonte. Yeah. Uh, I, I read to, or it was tweeted. I, I assume this is this is true. The oldest living Hall of Famer. So it made me wonder if, because he he passed at ninety six. So it had made me wonder if, other than the first ceremony, was that the only time where, where somebody got inducted and they were the oldest living person mm. inducting? I, I don't know, uh, but. I mean, it, it may, maybe if you get past like year five, there might be like contemporaries, you know, from those first groups. But I bet it's probably the last oldest living one of those for at least 20 years. It would have to be, I would think. Well, I didn't realize it was the oldest living one. Yeah, I, I, I saw something to that effect today, so which probably makes sense. Uh, you know, very iconic figure, uh, way 100%. more important in bridging the gap of Caribbean music to the mainstream. I, th- I think we all know that, but it's not something that we necessarily all, all talk about, if, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. It's it's one of those yeah. realities, but it, it's just not something that you think about. Uh, I grew up with him more th- understanding him as an actor, actually. Yeah, or in, or his involvement in the civil rights movement, which was a big mm-hmm. part of it as well. Yeah. Um, I actually have a couple of my fraternity brothers, Mike Panetta uh, and Mike Wiles. Mike Panetta actually was the um, the senator for Washington, D.C., for quite a while. So he got to go to Congress and didn't get to vote, uh, which I always said, it made me seem like he was always in an eighth grade, an eighth grade class just traveling to go see how things worked. Um, but uh, Mike Panetta tells a story of back in like, I think it's 97. Uh, the two of them were flying a red eye from DC back to New York and they get to the baggage carousel and Harry Belafonte is there waiting for his bag. And they went up to Mr. Belafonte and they said, I'm sorry, I know it's late. Uh, I'm sorry. I know it's like real early in the morning. Would you mind if you take a picture with us? He goes, I always have time to take a picture with my friends. And I have the picture of it. And he said, from then on, from then on, Mike always referred to him as my friend, Harry Belafonte. Um, (laughs) So uh, he posted that picture on Facebook uh, and talked about how he was going to miss his friend. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Belafonte is. If you had to put like the hundred most important cultural people of the 20th century, I think Belafonte is on that list. Now, not that many of those folks left. Yeah, I could see a case being made for that. I, I've, I've never even thought of 
that particular, but yeah, okay. I mean, he's he's not top, you know, 25, but he's on, a, he may be down in the 70s or 80s, but I think there are not that many of those folks left, uh, and he's he was one of them. And coincidentally, it was the first time that Justin Trudeau put on blackface is when he sang Dale. That is correct. We, I was wondering if we were going to get through the session without it, and the answer is we were not. No. <laughs> but I didn't, but I, I can keep my promise. I didn't tweet about it. You did not. Good for I you. I did not. So. I did not. I and, and, and with that up, let's go to some elevators. Okay, well, that's elevator up, elevator down. Elevator up, elevator down where we look at who's had a good week, or in this case, two weeks, for their Hall of Fame chances, and who didn't. Uh, so I've got two people, and one, one, one in the world of music. I just decided last minute that I'm going to add this individual. Uh, Coachella's headliner was a disaster, and that's Frank Ocean. Uh, Frank Ocean has clearly gone through something. And it's been a while since he's put out any kind of new music. There's something going on in that man's head. Does he, if he never puts out anything, which is possible, does he have enough now to get in? And the re reality is probably not. Mm. And when you bomb, when you mess up this badly, that becomes one of your, as I like to call it, an obituary moment. Yeah. So he, he's got an elevator down for the Rock Hall because I clearly there's a lot more wrong than we thought with him which is unfortunate, and hopefully he's able to fight whatever is going on. Yeah, and hopefully he gets a redemption arc. It'd be fantastic if he did. I mean, he's still got time to do there, get there. So Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm not going to go into all those sort of things with that. Uh, my other elevator down is pretty much everyone else on the Milwaukee Bucks who's not Giannis. Uh, so not, not that I was really thinking that uh, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and... Uh, Brooke Lopez, we're going to get in the Hall of Fame anyway, but these are three men who, if you compile titles, could mm. possibly. Yeah. If, if all of a sudden you're, if, if all of a sudden you're three-time uh, NBA champion Chris Middleton, because mm -hmm. I think Middleton has the best chance of those three guys. Based on what's left of their careers, yes. Uh, Lopez had the best year he's had in six years. He was doesn't get enough credit for that, but at the end of the day, they got taken down by turning the hands of time Jimmy Butler, who, if he keeps this up, will be another elevator up for me. I was going to say, I, he's 100% an elevator up for me. I thought you might go there. I was thinking, uh, I I was th thinking about it, but first I, round. Here, my, my opinion is Jimmy Butler went, and just in this series, if they don't beat the Knicks at all, Jimmy Butler has gone from a probably will get into the Hall of Fame to a borderline first ballot, I think. And I was ready to not not write him off, but because he did not have a Butler-esque first half of the season, you know, missed no. out on the All-Star. And there wasn't a lot of people saying that he should have, that it was a snub. Uh, he got better as, as the year went on. This first round was incredible. And I was thinking about using him as an elevator up, but I thought I was going to wait to see what happens in the second round. But we might talk about him again. Yeah, we, we always talk about him next week. I'm just telling you, for me, that's where, yeah. that's where I feel what happened with him the last week. I will say one of those other ideas we talked about years ago, we haven't mm -hmm. come, gone anywhere with, which is the uh, the postseason Hall of Fame. We'll get uh, there. This this one hundred percent put him in the postseason Hall of Fame uh, stuff. He, I mean, he's not at Robert Ory level, but do you want to face Jimmy Butler at any point in the playoffs at this point? Not right now. No, I mean he would get in that game four. 
He was exhausted after the first quarter. Mm -hmm. He was exhausted. He was lying on the course and still pulled them through. I mean, just trans transcendent, a transcendent performance in the playoffs. And it's another series that they should be able to win. The Knicks? Yeah. I don't I don't know who's more excited about that series, the Knicks or the or the Heat. I think the Knicks are I think the Knicks are a real a real serious contender to get to the uh NBA finals. I'm not gonna say it's a, it's gonna depend who they're facing on the other end, but the Knicks team matches up very well with both the Sixers and the Celtics. Let's say so they, they do get, the, the, they the, get through the, the it, like I would I'd much rather see the I mean I know they're out now, but as a Celtics fan coming in. I'd much rather have seen the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Final than the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Final. I was hoping the Cavs were going to take him out. Mm -hmm. So that team is that team is a very difficult matchup for both the Sixers and the Celtics. So, and but God knows I don't want to see the Zombie Heat. I have no interest in seeing the Zombie Heat. So, mm -hmm. I mean that the, if we learn one thing, one other thing, I think another elevator up in that whole group uh, is Eric Spolstra. Who yeah, was already, who already I, I think, a Hall of Fame coach, but just goes to show you how competent coaching makes a difference. And and uh, somebody also on my Twitter feed was just saying, "Oh, this is the most underappreciated coach ever." I would agree with her. Yeah, Spolstra is the reason that the Heat have been have been as relevant for so long when they ne not necessarily should have been is Spolstra. Coach Spo, I would I would trade and I would trade the Celtics head coach for him and probably I'd probably trade a player and the Celtics head coach for him in a second. Probably Which a couple players? draft picks. Uh how high up do I have to go? I don't know. Uh, well I mean Horford needs to retire to South Florida, right? No, I'm kidding. Um I don't know. I mean he want they, you want Grant Williams and uh and Creighton Pritchard. Where's Taco Fall? Is he still there? No, he's in Orlando. No, I don't know. Bull Bull and Taco Fall, I think, are both in Orlando. Right Bull Bull is, isn't bad. That's yeah, true. So Taco, Taco Ball, was I, in Indiana. But I think he ended up in Orlando. I don't know. I've lost track. I've lost track of Taco. I know this much. He did not receive a single cup point. Mm. Which is sort of why I asked, where is this guy? Because I, I understand. I, I don't know. Uh, so with that, uh, I think the Bucks are a good segue because I know you're going to be talking about that a little bit for your weekly good, bad, and ugly of sports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just gonna say what happened with the Bucks is bad. Um, it, you don't want to overreact to one playoff series, right? But I think we've hit the high mar watermark with this team. Mm -hmm. They don't have any of their own draft picks. Uh, ESPN, or there's a ringer. The ringer had their list earlier this season of teams that were most all in on this championship uh, in terms of how much they had invested in assets and money and everything else. And the Bucks were number three on that list. They have almost no draft picks. They are going to be in repeater tax for the luxury tax coming up here, meaning they're probably going to have to get rid of someone like Pat Connaughton, someone in the middle 
middle salary guys, not like a superstar, one of their top five guys. Nice one of those role players who they actually need for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Ingles, somebody like that, and they also have to go in order to get them under so they're not paying massive bills. Middleton can opt out. Uh, he has a player option and get $40.4 million next year, which he may take. But he's also 30, I think, 30, 31. I can't remember if he's 30. Isn't he younger than Holiday? Yeah, Holiday's 32. Yeah, he's and younger. Lopez is 35. And Mo- Lopez is 35. I think he's 30 now. He'll be 31 before next season. This may be his chance, last chance for a bigger payday. It's a big difference between being 30 going on 31 and 31 going on 32 Huge. in the minds of uh, uh, so if he opts out, what they have to resign him, how much they're signing him for, there's just a lot of a lot of problems. Now, any team as Giannis is always going to be competitive, but they I don't know how they rebuild on the fly with what they got as assets at the moment. Although the Lakers did this year, so who knows, right? Um, and those five second round draft picks that they traded for uh for Jay Crowder to be a uh, Celtic stopper didn't also didn't work out. Couldn't happen to a nicer player. Um, <laughs> so I do not miss Jay Crowder. Uh, so yeah, I just I just think they're in a world of hurt right now. Um, they're they're the oldest team in the league. Uh, they are, they were twenty eight point nine, I believe, and in the playoffs they're almost thirty uh, because they didn't play any of the young guys, which is always what happens in the playoffs. Um, and they're just capped out and they don't have any draft picks. So we'll see where they go. But I think this is, again, any team in the Giannis is super dangerous. Giannis also, by the way, after next summer, uh, can opt out if he wants of his contract and re-up again. Uh, so I don't think Giannis is a different sort of superstar. He'll be happy staying in Miami, you know, or not Miami, in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami, Milwaukee. I hear the climate's the same. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's he's the type of guy who'd be happy staying in one city. Uh, but he's 26 now, 20, going on 27, right? You got to get him. You got to maximize these next three years, and I don't know how they do it. That's that's yeah. why it's bad. More than just, hey, they lost. The, they're the sixth number one seed to that's, lose. And they're the first number one that, seed to lose. That, in five that's minutes. your kindest bad in a long time. Yeah, I just – like they are worthy competitors, and I love the Celtics are just a tough matchup for them. They beat us once out of three times this year, and that one game, neither Brown nor Tatum played. All our backups played, and we took them to overtime with like all their and their entire team. Well, Milton wasn't there, but the rest of their team was there. And uh, Drew Holiday had to have basically like the game of his life mm-hmm. in order to drag them through that. We're just they're we're a good matchup for them. Uh, but yeah, I just like it's hard to hate Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Like it's just the hard to hate the, like, the city. Like the city and the team, either way. Like a, a smaller, a smaller. Like if Sacramento has a run for five years and they win one championship and they don't quite get anywhere, is anyone ever outside of maybe Golden State gonna be able to work up any anger towards Sacramento? Like doing well for a while. Oh, you're right. Uh, Giannis and Milwaukee are two, and it, well, one player, one team that doesn't inspire hate. In no. this, does it? I mean, 
like unless there's someone who just really hated Sidney Moncrief and has been holding a grudge. Like what like what what are we even talking about? Screw that Jack Sigma. Like they just it's just I, I don't I don't even know what you do. So I'm just sad that they're in that situation. Uh which is weird again coming from a team that has to beat them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Giannis deserves better and I I just don't think that I don't see the and again they they led the they led the league in in with their record this year but I don't see the the path forward for them long term is what I'm coming down to so sounds good uh, ugly, or do you ugly. Want to do- uh, let's do let's do good and they'll get to ugly okay. uh good like Celtics finally closed down a freaking game <laughs> so one of my teams is through so the bet is still alive uh so we have one going through i was i've been worried about whether this is going to be ugly or good the whole time here you made it a... with me i think i already cemented it for you well i mean the bruins lost that last game in one of the dumbest ways i've ever seen possible so who knows um but the celtics have eliminated the hawks uh we got we're now going up against god i'm knocking on wood but the team that we own in the sixers if the bruins get through and we get the Maple Leafs again up against the team that we own, uh, which nobody, is probably nobody will be cheering harder for the Bruins against the Maple Leafs than me. Bet aside, sure. I was sure. at the bar the other day. I said something maybe I shouldn't have said, but I'll say I'll repeat it here. I would cheer for the Taliban over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow, how are they at hockey? Damn it, I didn't <laughs> think there was you were gonna ask me that. I should have had a joke ready. Uh, <laughs> And do they have do they have someone on their team whose name is the equivalent of Sanka Coffee? It's a real question. Um, that, that they definitely do not have, and uh, they're not big on diversity. Uh, makes sense. Um, so anyway, uh, so that, that's my good. Finally, it was tough for me to see how this all went. Although the Leafs lost tonight, where's that put that series at? Uh, that puts uh, Toronto up three to two. Three to two. So they did the same thing that the Bruins did, which was lose their game five at home. Yeah, uh, um, I, I got the. I don't even know what's going on in the game. Uh, it's still going. It's in the second period. That's all I'll say. So, tell me. I mean, like it's. They 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 have a round number on the scoreboard. Oh, they still have a zero. Okay. Yes. So uh, one... and, and the other team has a uh, has 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 the perfect number on the scoreboard so 10 four four is the perfect number why is four the perfect number so this is one of those riddles that you go through like give me any number 12 12 is six and six is three and three is five and five is four and four is the perfect number give me another number zero Zero is four, and four is the perfect number. I, so it's it's. I don't get four, it. Four is the only number in the English language that has is worth the same number as the number of letters in its name. Oh. So it was one of those riddles as a kid. So when you said twelve, twelve is six letters. Six is three letters. Three is five letters. Five is four letters, and four is the perfect number. So it's one of those things as a kid that we always did. So. Okay. Because we were. 
<laughs> oh no, I was the nerd. I couldn't even sit at that table doing riddles. But anyway. <laughs> so um yeah. So that's uh that's uh that's what's going on with you. So let's get to the uh the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um and this is a very melancholy ugly. Again, I'm feeling mm-hmm. bad for somebody. In 2015, the Golden State Warriors had a championship parade through the streets of Oakland, California. <laughs> Since then, the Warriors have moved across the bay to the hated city of San Francisco, the city of San Francisco, or it says the city on their thing, right? Mm-hmm. The Raiders have moved to Las Vegas. The Raiders should just be like, they should be the itinerant Raiders. They never stay anywhere for long. Uh, I think we'll be Raiders have moved, yeah, the Raiders have moved twice out of Oakland. Oakland to LA, back to Oakland, then over to Vegas. And now it appears that the Oakland Athletics, the itinerant Athletics, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, Kansas City, Oakland, are now moving to Vegas as well, much to the annoyance of Mark Davis. Uh, and Oakland went from a three-city, a three-sports team town to none. They also at one point had an NHL hockey team, the Golden Seals. Seals. California Golden Seals used to play there as well. So they've had all four sports abandon them at this point, but the last three over the last over the last five years. You know, and as much as I'm not huge on the concept of making city sort of pay for a stadium, that stadium, I don't think it's an inaccurate use of the word shithole. Mm. Shitholes can get plunged every once in a while. Literally. Literally. Uh, It's it's a colossal dump. Uh, I think if you're a fan of the Oakland A's, you knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. We knew this was coming for a long, long time. Uh, There's no point in even sort of like investing anything to buy a ticket to go. I didn't even know. I didn't even know you had to pay for tickets. It just seemed like. I mean, it'd be worth it to the team to let everyone for free just for the concessions. That might not be a bad idea. They'd probably Mm -hmm. make. That's actually a very good idea. I wonder you're. uh, You're much smarter than I am. I mean, just let. Let local school kids in, or like I don't know. I mean, they they have games where they have what two thousand fans allegedly. It did well when the Mets were there because I was looking at their attendance, and well for them was like five digits, so low tens. Yeah, I mean, just just let local people in and use that to sell products. Well, maybe they'll just stay though. Once they come in there, they might just stay there. Then, then you can sell more products. People. No, what if they're just feral people? People are people, so why should it be? You and I should get along so awfully. No. So um, no, but it just it's just again, say what you want about any of this stuff. Like they went from three teams to nothing in legitimately the blink of an eye. Yeah. I mean. I know that 2015 was a long time ago. Trump hadn't even been elected yet. And that seems like that was forever ago. Uh, 
Yeah, I know. Um, just by the way, as an American citizen, I'm not going to say anything political about this other than I can't wait for Biden Trump too. Um, <laughs> and my second language is sarcasm. I picked up on that completely. Oh God. Uh, no, I'm well. As I've told you, I've emotionally divested myself, and it's been the best thing that I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit easier on this side of the border. I'll leave it at that. I can imagine. So, but yeah, I just it's just ugly. It's sad. Um, it, it 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 is sad. I you know, I think you know especially for people who've lived in Oakland all their life, people who are committed to that city, and I know that city's struggling in mm-hmm. in, in many many ways. So, it, it is sort of sad to see that happen, especially a team that at one point was the most exciting team in baseball. I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember that. The late uh, 80s, at, 80s, at, 90s. At, at multiple points. In the early 70s, they were the most exciting team in baseball. Well, I'm just going in my lifetime. Because oh, yeah. I, like, I remember that, uh, you know, very, very well. You know, with the Bash Brothers and everything going there. And, like, there was piles of Oakland fans. Like, even when mm-hmm. I was even in Canada because of that. Now, I mean, they, they did the dumbest thing they could do. Billy Bean comes up with this great idea. And then writes a book about it. Yeah. So that everyone can do the exact same thing. Yeah. What were they, uh, 5 and 20 as the day started today? I, I haven't even looked. Yeah. I, I think uh, it's something, like something really, really, really bad. Uh, if I can throw another bad in there, if you don't mind, just to close off with that. Uh, the people of, the fans of Tan- in Tampa Bay. Uh, in, in our little baseball chat group, uh, someone mentioned. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. Yeah. So it was like. A, I, I lurk in our baseball chat more than actually participate. So. Oh, me too. Me too. Uh, but it was uh, 11. They commented that it was 11,000 people for the hottest team, the best team in baseball against the defending champions. I never, if you would have told me that when the lightning came to existence in Tampa Bay, uh, that within 30 years, hockey would overtake baseball in Tampa Bay, I would have said you're completely you're a lunatic. Tampa, Tampa is a, undoubtedly a hockey city. Like they they support that team incredibly well, and that team has rewarded them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I th- I don't know her name, but who, who the person who sings the anthem? That's my favorite singer in sports. For, for Tampa, it's Tampa Bay Lightning. I always use the same uh, national uh, singer. I, I forget who she is, but I guess getting it right now. Yeah. Sonia Bryson Kirksey. Okay. Sounds right. So uh US Air Force veteran. That's yeah, yeah. Which what makes makes me like her even more. Yeah. So um yeah, I I can't honestly say I've heard her. So no, we always stand up for the anthems here. Understood. I just I just hope that uh no offense to her. I hope she, that her uh, opportunity to sing the anthem for the year comes to an end soon. I'm sure I'm she ra- will not take that personally. Uh, I, I, I'd, mu- I'd much rather not face their goaltender than, <laughs> than face their goaltender. You won't be offended if I say the opposite. Fair enough. Because again, I think I've already established who I would cheer for over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. And they're not exactly great people. That is Leaving true. it at that. We ask you again, vote for the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Your votes will count. This is pure democracy. Most votes will decide that. Uh, www.notinhalloffame.com forward slash USA. We're going to be doing a lot more promotion on 
that in the upcoming weeks. So look for that. Uh, promote a few other things. Uh, I've got a book out. Check that out. Uh, Chavo Guerrero Instant Classic. It's available on Amazon where I wrote about the late, great Chavo Guerrero. Uh, there's going to be uh, some more stuff coming up on How the Hell Did This Go Number One, which we're going to have our final episode of that because we're going to be changing it to How the Hell Was This a Hit? Actually, haven't okay, you- you've gone through enough number ones at this point. Uh, it's my partner's fault. They keep picking good songs. The whole point was picking bad mm. songs. So I have, I've, yeah, I've made yeah. a sort of a, a chairman's decision, let's say. Actually, I'm planning it for it to be a big extravaganza. I don't know, maybe if you can join us for that. Uh, we're going to look at all the number ones from Saturday Night Fever. Oh, nice. Can I uh, can I go for, when you get your first number two, I, I have I have a choice. So. What's that? We're on the peaked at number the here's a tri- the trivia question for you. It is the longest song title of a song ever to peak at number two. You said this before, and I couldn't guess it then, and I blanked on what it is now. Uh, just tell me. I don't remember. One hit wonder from the primitive radio gods, standing outside a broken phone booth with money in my hand. Yeah, yeah. The song that you legitimately never hear on the radio anymore. No. No, you really don't. But yeah, so that's going to be next Tuesday night. I don't know if you can join for that. I'm trying to line up some other guests for that. I'm hoping, uh, hoping it'll be uh, Tuesday, Tuesdays are a challenge just because of karate. No, so you can kung fu fight late. I don't kung fu fight. I I karate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, here's some other interesting uh, show related notes. Uh, Vinny, who does Vinny Laspinus, our good friend, who does Vinny makes the Hall of Fame case for. Uh, the last one he put up was about Max Lazowski. Max's son saw it and reached mm-hmm. out to him. Nice, uh, thank you. So there you go. And, and, little- and, and he has he has changed his Twitter bio. He is officially a Hall of Fame voter for the state of Pennsylvania. Correct? That he is. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so the state of Pennsylvania has a Hall of Fame for sports, and mm-hmm. one of the people who votes is uh, Vinny Laspinusa. So good for you, Vinny. Well, he put in the work. He put in a lot yeah. of work. Hunter put it, has has a goal, has put in the work, earned it. He didn't get this because he knows somebody. No. Or, or, or if he does he know help. somebody, yeah, if he does know somebody, it's because he worked to meet that person, not the other way around. Exactly, yeah. So congratulations to you, Vin. Uh, Well-deserved, and... Uh, we couldn't be more proud of you if you are our own. And you're kind of old enough to be, even even old, even young enough to be Evans. Don't make me feel any older than I am. Here, you, know, you, want, you want to hear the fact? I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I think it was uh, LHD on sports. Uh, okay. What What is, so the oldest ballpark in the NL mm-hmm. is Wrigley. Built in 1914. Okay. Opened 1914. Second oldest is Chavez Ravine, which opened in 1961. Mm-hmm. What's the third oldest NL ballpark? And try not to crumble in the dust when you figure out the answer to this. New York's got a new one. I didn't believe it, and I had to fact check it. When were the Rays play? No, an NL, NL. Oh, okay. Uh, it's can't be Miami. It's Atlanta. Riverfront? Mm-mm. No, 
that's been replaced. Oh, I don't know. Coors Field. <laughs> wow. Coors Field, which opened in 93, mm-hmm. is the third, the fourth oldest ballpark, by the way, is uh, Arizona's, the Chase Field, yeah. which I think they're in the process of replacing, mm-hmm. which opened in 98. Just insane. Yeah. Crazy. I, I felt like I was crumbling into dust. So we don't have a whole lot for next week. I'm going to give you outline my four point plan to make the WNBA profitable. Ooh, cool. Yes. I was going to say save the WNBA, but they're already saved every year. Yeah. So make them profitable. That makes sense. Yeah. Make them profitable. And it's, I honestly believe that if they do this, it'll work. And I'm going to give it for free because you'll never hire me as your commissioner. Although you should. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't I don't meet a certain criteria because I'm not male, straight, and actually not qualified based on my current resume, except that I can fix it. But other than that, which is too bad because you, you could quit your gig, uh, move to the head office, and then all you have to do is just say, "Kirk, don't say that." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to be your fixer for the rest of my career. <laughs> Yeah, especially that if I have a fixer, then it, feel, then it make me feel like I can do even worse things. Yeah, that, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and with that, wherever you are, wherever you may be, we say goodbye and stay safe. Take care. <laughs>